All righty. Hey, chaps, happy Friday. This morning I was just thinking on these domains again that we were chatting about uh, governance, economy, uh, ministry, and media. And how, you know, for, for the longest time I thought, I'm called to politics. I've got to, I've got to get into politics. And so you work and you strive and you push and you toil, you know, and it's like, okay, there's no grace here. There's no favor on this or it's not the right time or whatever. So then you're like, all right, I'm called to business. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to be a, uh, a billionaire, you know, and so you, you work and you strive and you toil and, uh, and it's hard and, you know, nothing flows, nothing floats, you know, it's like, all right, I'm called to be in ministry, you know, and you, you, you toil and you strive and you push and you, and you work and there's no grace. There's no, there's no favor there, you know? Um, and when I really start thinking about this whole media thing, it's like, wow, like all the, all the favor in my life, all the grace in my life has come in moments of me just enjoying, uh, the work that surrounds, uh, this domain of media. You know, coaching, coaching sport, it's, it's like I can do it in my sleep and it's amazing. And everyone says, oh, Scott, you're a great coach. You know, like people come and tell you that you're great at it. Um, you know, speaking in front of a camera, it's like, yeah, I don't mind it. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have a fear on it. And it's like, I can chat for a couple hours on a, on a topic. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, speaking, speaking the truth boldly um, and having vision or ideas for things and, and speaking about them. It's like, great. Like that comes naturally to me. You know, I can, I can sit around and chat vision and culture and whatever. It's like, okay, like this is my grace lane. This is my, this is what I'm good at without even trying, if you want to call it that. And so this morning when I was just thinking on, on these domains and, and the, the clarity of it, you know, I've got friends who I've got a couple mates who, man, they, they make money in their sleep. They get paid to sleep. They don't get paid to sleep. They've, they've built businesses, but like guys who are just, Oh yeah, man did this project. Boom. Success. Oh yeah, man did this project. Boom. Success. Just printing money. And it's like, dude, that's your grace lane. You're like, Whoa, that's amazing. You're blessed. You're, you're a man of economy. And it's like, you know, Oh, but I just don't feel significant. If I'm, if I'm out here making a ton of money, actually, maybe I feel guilty or, you know, maybe I should go start a church or maybe I should go be a missionary in poverty. And it's like, dude, you're blessed at your work. Do your freaking work and enjoy it. You know, same with governance. There's guys who, who they can do politics in their sleep. You know, it takes a lot of skill. I've got one friend who, who uh, is a retired cop and it's like, this chap is fearless when it comes to people like conflict, like he, he's energized by arriving at conflict. And it's like, you're crazy, but you're blessed. <laughs> like he is, he was made to be a cop. He was made to be a sheriff. Like he was made to be a man who bears the sword because he, he's energized by that work. And it's like for him to be like, Oh, I think I should go and be a pastor. I think I should it's like, no be a sheriff. Like, you're, you're phenomenal at, this is your domain. This is your anointing. Like, so this is one of the biggest things that, that comes up when, you know, when, when in my past, I'm like, oh, Lord, should I plant a church? Lord, should I start a mission base? You know, 
And it's always seeking permission. It's always as, as men, when we're not in our domain, we have this, this like, I need to seek permission. I need to have another man who is successful in this domain. Look down at me and say, I give you permission, you know, and especially in the church, we look at it with this thing of like, are you ordained? Are you have someone laid hands on you? Have, are you, did you go to seminary? Uh, did you, did you get planted out of this uh, denomination? And so like, because I was always worrying about that stuff, it's like, oh my gosh, like, this is not my domain. This is not my anointing, right? Same with, with business, same with government, same with media, whatever your thing is. But if you're always looking for permission, it's like, this is, this is, you are a king. God has made you to be a king in something. And a king doesn't look for permission. A king works out of anointing, right? So David is out on the backside of the desert, tending sheep, rejected by his father, the uh, obscure lost son. And uh, people seek him out to tell him, you're going to be the king. You're going to be the king. You're going to be the king. Smeared with oil. You're going to be the king. He didn't have to go and seek permission. Permission, anointing, sought him, right? There's going to be things that you're just so dang good at that, you know, you might not even know it. You're just, it's just autopilot for you, right? You're just mailing it in. And people will come up to you and be like, man, you're so good at this. Man, you're great at this. Man, you're amazing at this. You're great. And it's like, yeah, I'm just, I just do it. I enjoy it. You know, it's nothing special. It's like, dude, that's anointing. You're, you've got this oil smeared all over you that you are in your domain. And so one of the uh, problems we face with this when we're, when we're in the wrong domain is usurping other men's crowns. You know, so for the longest time, I thought I was called to the ministry or I didn't think I was called. It's like, I wanted to be called to the ministry. And like, I want to be a pastor. I can do a better job than this guy or criticism and uh, judgment. And we heap stuff because this guy's not doing a good enough job. And so one of the, the problems that come up there is like, okay, you're being a little gamma. You're being a little secret king. You know, I should be the king. And it's actually this thing of, of a lack of honor. It's a lack of authority. So what we see with, with the Roman centurion when he comes to Jesus he says, I am a man under authority. If I say to someone, go, they must go. If I say to someone, come, they must come. If the man in authority over me says to me, come, I come. And if he says to me, go, I go. He understood rightly authority. And with that authority comes a certain amount of responsibility, right? And so what we start doing as secret kings as insecure young men who, who haven't been fathered rightly into our identity and our own kingship and our own uh, anointing and, and dominion, we start as secret kings. We start taking responsibility for things that we do not have authority over. So we see this with Absalom, David's son, sitting in the gate, usurping, taking responsibility for something his father should be doing because his father wasn't doing it the right way. And so he starts talking with the people on behalf as, as the secret king, as the next king. Talk to me about your problems. 
I, I will take responsibility for, for this king who's not doing it right. And there's a curse on that, you know, the secret kingship. And it's like, dude, not your, not your monkeys, not your, not your zoo, not your monkeys. You know, uh, it, it, it becomes very easy as a man under authority to not be stressed, right? So for instance, uh, we used to house sit uh, or dog sit for a couple of friends of ours. And they had a, a really pushy neighbor who would come over and knew that we were there dog sitting. And she'd be like, oh, let's, uh, you know, can we, can we let the dogs play? My dogs play with your dogs. And we're like, sorry, lady, not my house, not my dogs. Nope. And, and I had no stress, no pressure. Why? Not my house, not my dogs. I'm a man under authority. And unless the authority over me says yes or no, it's a no. Um, and so like, it becomes like that when you go to church, right? If you're not the leader of your church, if you're not an eldership there, if you don't have honor, Lord, I bless this guy. I pray that he understands something or I pray that he sees it the way that I do. Or I pray, you know, uh, that whatever the, the issue that you're seeing that he doesn't, but that's what David does, right? David is anointed king, anointed king. Everyone tells him you're going to be the king. And it's like, yeah, I'm good at this. I'm fearless. I'm bold. I have a heart after the Lord. Like he knows he's good at this, right? And he develops skill, mastery, strength, bravery. And, um, and then he's, he's persecuted, right? He's, he's unjustly attacked. And so what does he do? He doesn't, he doesn't go and kill Saul. He says, I will not touch the Lord's anointed. He rightly understood that he, right? As Kings, we are, that we are the kings that Jesus is king of, right? We are rightly under authority. And so when there are other men in authority over other hierarchies, we do not touch the Lord's anointed. Even if he's a mad, crazy son of a bitch like Saul, we don't touch him. We don't, it's not, not my hierarchy, not my mad son of a bitch Saul, you know? So it's okay to pray. It's okay to leave that hierarchy, right? David left. David didn't stay in the hierarchy that was trying to kill him. David didn't stay in the hierarchy that was dishonoring him. He left, but he didn't then try and take that crown, right? He went back to the authority and he said, God, like you seem in secret. You know what's going on here. I'm separating myself and waiting on you, right? So Jesus says with, with uh, that parable um, of he who is faithful with little, you know, he gives that parable of, he gives like one coin and two coins and, and five coins, whatever. But he says, you've been faithful with little. I will make you uh, respond. You've been, you've been, you've had a responsibility of a little authority, tiny little authority. And you were responsible with it. Now I, Jesus, the, the King who is King over us will move you into authority over huge things, authority over cities, authority over double the amount of authority that you had before, right? And so we have to be very understanding of this thing of if something is not my responsibility, if something is not my authority, it's not my responsibility. I can bless, I can pray, I can help, but I do not take what is not mine. I do not take. So, so Saul, it's an interesting uh, metaphor that's used here, right? Uh, Samuel, the prophet, says to him, dude, you're done. The, the, uh, you're not, like, God will choose a new king. You've been, 
you, you're done. You failed, right? And he grabs Samuel's robe and he rips it. And Samuel turns around and looks at him with this piece of ripped robe in Saul's hand. And he says, just like you've ripped this robe, God has ripped the kingship away from you. And so the metaphor that God is giving here is that kingship is a robe. It's a, it's a, um, it's something that you wear, right? But, but someone puts it on you, right? So when you try and strive and grab for it, yes, you'll get some, you'll get a little bit, but you won't get the, the fullness of what God wants you to have. And it'll always look bad. It'll always, it's a, it's a, it's a shame, you know? And so what we see, a good example of this is Lot and Abraham. David and Saul, obviously, right? David, he, he leaves to create space. Uh, and this is a, a, a criticism of the Protestant church, is that anytime there's a disagreement, boom, there's a fissure or, a, or a, a split or a whatever. And it's like, you know, if you look at, at, at it in the Bible, it's like the, the problem is not the splitting of churches or, or the, 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 the splitting of ways of men. The problem is the spirit in which it is done, right? So if two men say to each other, Lot and Abraham, right? Lot and Abraham. If two men say to each other, Hey, brother, I love you. We are family. Let us not quarrel. Let us not quarrel with each other. You choose the left or you choose the right. I'll go the other way, right? Abraham understood that one way was better than another way, right? But, but he understood that God, first of all, was his provider, his promoter, his protector, right? So he didn't have to fight for the valley land. He didn't have to fight to make Lot see that he was right. He didn't have to fight Lot under my authority it's like hey hey i'll go the other way right and then they, they go the other way they've fissured right there's space they're not trying to big dick each other and hierarchy each other because they understand brothership right king and king two kings right kings can have space it the what we need to understand here is the the identity of I, I now don't need to go and conquer this guy and, and make him submit. Because that's what happens in a, in a lot of our hierarchies, right? One guy doesn't agree with how the other guy is doing it. And instead of either submitting under that hierarchy of being like, of there's channels of ways to do things of like, you know, how do we redress grievances within the hierarchy? There's, there's, there's the Bible tells us ways, you know, of, of go to a man one-on-one. Go to a man with a friend. Go to a man with an arbitrator. Um, but when it comes to a thing of like, is it mine? Like, do I own this hierarchy? No, I don't. I'm just privileged to be a member. I'm just privileged to even enjoy my time here. Then it's not your crown. It's not your zoo, not your monkeys. Either submit or leave in good, good grace, good kingship, right? I'm a king. I am not... I'm not a, because that's the other thing, right? What happens when all these churches break up and these businesses break up uh, and these friendships break up or these clubs break up or, or whatever these hierarchies are that, that we've been a part of where there's been a split. It's like, he hurt me. And I, for the rest of my life, I'm hurt. Little soy boy stuff, right? Because we don't understand that we are kings. We were so captured by like, that was the only hierarchy. And that was the only church. And that was the only business. And it's like, dude, grow up. Go to the desert. Go to the hill country. God is my blesser. 
God is my provider, my promoter, my protector. Boom. Like what has God called me to? What is my grace lane? What is my anointing? Go hard, right? If we're sitting here criticizing, complaining, it means we're not doing anything, right? Because we're waiting on some other man to give us permission to do something. We're waiting on some other man to bring us into our destiny. We're waiting on some other man to, to bless us and make a, pro, a way for us and open doors for us and all this stuff. When actually it's like, God is my provider. God is my, my vindicator. He will put me in relationships with men. He will open doors for me. He will um, repay me seven times whatever another man has stolen. You know, that's was so important with, with David and Saul and then David and Absalom. So Absalom kicks David out of Jerusalem. And, and David's like, man, if God, if God wants me back, he'll bring me back. I'm not going to take this into my own hands to, to keep my crown, right? So it's, what I'm getting at here is domain, 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 domain. You know, so let's go back to that. Government, politics, bureaucracy, right? Chaps, there are guys out there, you, you guys who are in your sleep, you can navigate bureaucracy. In your sleep, you can navigate treachery and chicanery and bloody backroom cigar smoking conspiracy tin hat. Like this is your world. Like, you know, this like the back of your hand. It's like, why are you doing anything else? Do this with the full blessing of God. You are anointed. Business, economy, right? Production, productivity, finance, provision. There are guys like literally like, oh yeah, man, there was a laundromat that was for sale. So I bought the laundromat. It got a crazy deal. And now it's minting thousand bucks a day. And I was like, how did you do that? It's like, oh, you mean you can't do that? No, other people can't do that. You've got a grace for this. You, you've got an anointing. This is amazing. Media, same thing. You know, if, if you've got just a, a way of understanding frame, understanding vision, understanding normalization of behavior, celebrity culture, right? Uh, coaching, sports, entertainment, art, all this stuff is uh, there's people who are just take to it like a duck to order. It's like, do the thing. Don't worry about what everyone else is doing in politics. Don't worry about what everyone else is doing in ministry. Do the thing that you are called to do. And same with ministry, right? There's guys who can, you know, have a conversation with a guy and within two minutes, the guy's crying and he's given his life to the Lord and he's been healed and, you know, two minutes into conversation with this couple and their marriage is healed. And then, you know, 10 days after planting a church, there's a hundred dudes in on a Sunday. And it's like, yes, <laughs> you're a boss at this. Like God has anointed you do the thing, you know? So I just wanted to encourage you guys, um, you know, you kind of, you kind of have an inkling as to the domain that you have an anointing at, you know? Be unapologetic. Be unapologetic about your desire to be in politics, your desire to be sheriff, your desire to be a billionaire businessman with technological ideas or solutions or services or products. You know, be unapologetic about making music or, or being a coach or being a celebrity or, or, you know, talking in front of a camera or holding events. Like, do the thing. You know, same, same again with church. If you're going to be a missionary, don't be a struggling missionary. If you're going to be a church planter or a pastor, don't be a struggling pastor. Like God loves you. You're, you're not a victim 
to your circumstances. You're a king who Jesus is king of. So praise God. We need to realize that the need to control others is a misplacement of responsibility, right? So I worked a business where I felt responsible for everything, but I didn't have the authority to fully control everything or to fully deal with everything I needed. So I try to control everything, control the people, control the process, control the outcome. I was like, dude, relax. Not your authority, not your responsibility. You know, you can, you can work hard, but, but where you have no authority, here's a good, a good picture of it. The gun and the badge, right? My friend who, who was a cop, he didn't just walk around with a gun, walk around with the gun. Oh, vigilante, bam, bam, shoot a guy. Cause then he'd go to jail. He didn't have the authority to deal with that problem. But the moment he went through his little police academy and they put a badge on his chest, authority, they put an authority on his chest. And it's, it's not a great example right now because policemen shooting people are getting in trouble. Well, but there again. Okay, so this is a great, this is a, actually a great metaphor for what's going on. Right? These cops were given a false authority. They were given a false mandate to take responsibility, right? They've been told, hey, you're a cop. Your whole thing is to serve your community. You apply laws equally to all men, black or white, and we'll back you up with the full state of the law. Authority. You've got full authority to apply the law. So they go along, they shoot a guy who's doing his thing, and it's like, oh, wait, I wasn't allowed to do that, was I? The authority has changed. You know, and, and that can be in our own lives, right? Authorities can change. Badges can change. The meaning behind badges can change. But that's a great metaphor. Badge and a gun. Is what I'm carrying a gun for, is the solutions I'm troubleshooting, do I have the authority to do it? Because if not, then I'm, you're getting yourself into a whole lot of trouble that's not your trouble. You know? And then likewise, flip that around. If you do have a badge and you're not troubleshooting, you're also going to have a whole lot of trouble, right? And God is going to judge you harshly for that. You know? So for instance, like one that, that we're working through as a society is just being the authority of being a man, right? The authority of being a father or a husband. That's an authority that God has bestowed upon us, right? If you don't discipline your kids, you're, you're, you're creating, you're stewarding authority badly. You're being a man, not under authority, you know? So it's a really fascinating metaphor to think through but, but it's a great one. What badges do I have? Am I using them well and stewarding them well? And then if I don't have a badge for something like, you know, not my dogs, not my house. Sorry, it's a no. And I can do that without stress, you know, because the authority I was given was make sure the dogs don't die. Make sure the house doesn't get dirty. Like, okay, that's a pretty easy job description, a pretty easy authority context, right? Something comes up. To challenge that context, no. I have the gun to say, leave, close the door. Sorry, neighbor lady, no. Like that is what we need to start thinking of when we are men under authority, right? So if you're in a church, if you're in a business, if you're in a political structure, if you're in a media frame, 
what do I have authority over? What don't I? Or am I a man under authority? And I'm a man over authority. You know, there's, there's a lot of dyna dynamics here that we can start thinking rightly about all the hierarchies that we are in. You know, a lot of times we're, we're busy shooting the kings of the hierarchy because we're being dishonorable uh, or we, we're taking what is not ours. And so just to bless you guys, there's space. Number one, be a man of authority when you're in someone else's hierarchy, a man under authority. But it's okay as well to have your own hierarchy and understand what domain that is in. I uh, bless you guys. Okay, one more metaphor for you, touching the ark. So the Philistines capture the ark uh, in battle. Uh, this is when Saul and, and Jonathan are killed. And um, I think. And uh, they take the ark to the temple of Dagon. Rob, how's brother? And so the ark is now with the Philistines. And obviously God starts smiting them with uh, bubonic plague. And so they're like, we need to get rid of this thing. Let's take it back and give it back to the Israelites. So put it on a cart, goes back to the Israelites. And the Israelites take it back and they're like, woo, this is great. But now they need to get back to the temple, right? And so they put it on a cart and they're going and the, and the, the ark falls. And this guy looking to do the right thing, right? He, even though he was looking to do the right thing, the right responsibility, it was not his authority to touch the ark and he reached out and he did a good thing that he was not meant to do. Not my ark, not my drop. Like that is literally, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's not this thing of like, Oh Scott, but this is just libertarian individualism of screw everybody else. And, and, and just me. I was like, no, no, no. When you do understand your anointing now, it's, it's the exact opposite. It's like, crap, I'm called to media. I need to get off my ass and start working for you guys. I need to get off my ass and be reading and studying and uh, putting ideas and frame. And I need to be going hard at this work. Same with guys who are in economy, same with guys who are in, in ministry, same with guys who are in politics. It's like, once you understand what your anointing is, it's not for you. It's for other men. Oh, I don't feel like recording today. I don't feel like, you know, working. I don't feel, I don't feel, I've just, it's laziness. And it's like, it's not for me. You know, we've got to go work for God because we're a man under authority and I'm not hiding my talent. And then because as a king, I love my people and I love my place. And now I'm going to, I'm literally, David, those 400 rejects, misfits come to his camp and they're like, you're our captain now. And David's like, I'm your captain now. He, he wasn't just a loner in the desert. You know, oh, libertarian, run away from the hierarchy to a cabin in the woods. It's like, okay, what happens in your cabin in the woods when 400 men arrive? And it's like, all right, chaps, new hierarchy, new authoritarianism, authority. And there's now a responsibility of looking after these men, looking after their families, looking out for what God has got for me as a captain to lead these men into. Praise God. Have a wonderful weekend. And uh, yeah, really sit with us, chaps, when you when you have your, your cup of coffee and your thinking time. Uh, maybe even just journal that out of, of what is it, what is my domain that, that I, I know I need to go hard at? Uh, you know, what, what do I need to go hard at? What am I being, what am I hiding my talent? You know, don't hide that talent. Don't hide that domain. Go hard, go hard at it. And men will start coming to you and be like, yeah, man, you're really good at that. Like, 
that's awesome. You know, it's like, yeah, this is what I'm, this is what I'm made to do unapologetically. You know, it's that, that story I told about the dentist, right? You're sitting in this chair and you're like, this is sucks. I hate dentists. But if your dentist leans over you and is like, Hey buddy, don't worry. I'm the best. I'm the best bloody dentist that has ever walked God's green earth. And I was like, great. He's the best, you know, and, and you're relaxed because this guy's in his domain. He's doing his thing. And he's like, I am the best at my domain. But if some dentist is like, uh, uh, just tell me if it hurts because I'm not that good guys. I, I, I'm just doing dentist because my dad said I should do something that makes money. And it's like, crap, get me out of here. And that's, that's for a lot of us. We're just doing something because it's safe. It's like a king is not for safety. A king is for glory. Let's go hard. All right. Love you brothers. Have a good one.